Hey guys, welcome back. This is CourtsAheat, CourtsAheat.com, and today we got a lot to talk about. From the Phoenix Suns to the Hawks to hirings to drama, but this drama should not come as a surprise to many. It could still be weird, but not as a big shocker as past news. But we have so much to talk about. So much to dive into into in today's podcast episode. But first, as always, whether you're new or whether you're here still watching our podcast or listening to our podcast episodes, we're pre- we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in to each one. And we're running a great special right now for the membership, for the exclusive memberships. The links are down below. But... As we're making changes and modifying, always adapting by day by day to make your experience better and greater than anyone else's, we are giving you the first free days, the number free, free days off for free. Meaning, when you buy our membership for free dollars, the exclusive membership, the elite membership, when you click that blank below and you get all the exclusive articles, everything, exclusive newsletters, Everything when you click down when you see all the information your first free days are free you get a sample everything and It's all and if you buy this on Tuesday, and you don't get newsletter till Sunday right till Sunday morning Because it comes out every Sunday morning That's all right. We'll send you a free Sample newsletter that you can see if you really like it if this is something for you and we'll still give you all the amenities even though you're on a free trial, this is a great way to test that. This is a great way to experience what it's like to be an NBA insider without paying tons of money for something that could go either way. Really cool. Um, if you're listening to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, YouTube, Rumble, Daily Motion, working them on there, it's going to be in the link below. And, yeah, just click it. It's going to take about five minutes to fill out. We're making it easier to read because this is very accessible. This is very mobile-friendly just to fill out. It'll charge your card on the fourth day, but you'll be good to go. Okay, I got that out of the way. I was meaning to say something about that because that's very important. But now, something else important, as we have to break down the breaking news, our first topic of the day, the first one that's hitting us, that happened over the weekend, Friday, things like that. And now, I made it reported, first breaking news is that Kawhi Leonard, ahead of the anticipated closeout game, the Phoenix Suns have the opportunity to beat the Clippers 4-1 tonight, and Kawhi Leonard who's been out for several weeks, will continue that trend, who's been ruled out for Game 5 against the Phoenix Suns. He's been dealing with an ACL injury, a knee, a sprained knee, whatever you want to call it, but it's a knee injury, affects ACL, has not played since the beginning of the second series against the Jazz, and the Clippers are just going to have to go down to Talking Stick Resort, Phoenix Suns Arena, with Paul George, Patrick Barrett, Reggie Jackson, everyone else um, to beat the Phoenix Suns, to beat a team that's hungry, not to be defeated in the bubble, I mean, in the postseason so easily. 
but you're also facing a team hungry to be in the NBA Finals since 93 when they had Charles Barkley. Okay. That that was that was huh the singing with that is is that that hurts, but I didn't think that it was gonna be one of those things like when I heard the injury report that came out yesterday, today, so around that time. I didn't think Kawhi was gonna play. No one can even if he had a chance to play, he was not gonna play a hundred percent or even twenty eight percent. And it seems random, but hear it out. The guy hasn't played for several weeks. And he's dealing with a knee injury. That those two are not gonna mix well. So he would, so even if he played like twenty minutes, his level of productivity was not an efficiency was not gonna be well. No neither way you look at it, and it could be a real offensive defensive liability on the court, which the Clippers cannot have tonight, as you expect them to go full force. But before I jump into that topic, I'm going to continue with the breaking news. I want to talk that about that in the late, later few segments, right? So next breaking news is that Penny Hardaway, head coach of the University of Memphis, is emerging as a serious candidate for the Magic Johnson. I mean, wow. For the Magic job, for the head coaching job that the, Ma- that the Orlando Magic are offering. This is a recently head coach, Penny Hardaway, right? I originally just said University of Memphis, who signed a five-year contract that would extend him for 2023, but he may be opting out of that to go to main stage, real deal, NBA level with with the Orlando Magic and a rebuilding roster and a rebuilding franchise that they desperately want to get off the ground into full force. That's what Penny Hardaway's there. There's been any, many other names been flown around for the magic job. But, but it's looking to be shaping up as Penny Hardaway as if he's emerging as a quote-unquote serious contender or serious candidate. And I'm seeing nothing, nothing stopping him because we have so many names already going off. One head coach that has not been getting any or much attention recently was Mike D'Antoni as a lot of the guys fired are not getting uh well majority of them guys not getting fired not getting new head coaching or any coaching jobs besides the fact that Rick Carlisle was able to get a job right excluding him and different different head coaches like that but yes that's the breaking news Penny Hardaway Merges as serious candidate for the Orlando Magic job. Keep an eye on that. We'll keep monitoring it day to day. And maybe we'll see um, maybe we'll see that happen. Okay. Last segment for or last piece of breaking news I want to get into today. And that is Chauncey Billups. Yes, the assistant head coach is now turning pro. To, um, to a head coach, he is being signed to the Portland Trailblazers on a five-year contract. Now, moving away from the breaking news statement, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Portland Trailblazers because there's a lot of controversy surrounding him, Damian Lillard, and the franchise as a whole. There is some serious backlash pushback, 
that the franchise, with their coaching search, with their coach searching, with them trying to find a new head coach, with them trying to recruit one to keep Damian Lillard, to keep him pleased, and the fact that they're still in the rebuild stage, having done anything to the roster in the past few years, that is leaving Damian Lillard with a question mark hanging over his head, meaning he could be on his way out of Portland. This is speculation, but this is becoming more firm and more real than it has two months ago. Of all speculation, a month ago, we had more speculation, but it's coming live more and more. This is something coming up on the heels of our feet. This is something that should scare everyone because if that's so, he could be recruited to the Lakers. He could be recruited to anywhere, really, right? But this would mean that Damian will have to opt out of his contract, force his way out, or get traded, right? Most likely get traded, but he's not impressed with Chauncey Billups. He originally wanted Jason Kidd. That didn't work out. Kidd turned down the Portland job, said he didn't want anything to do with it. That's why he turned it down. And then that left us with the roster with CJ McCom, Com, Robert Covington, and different guys like that. So he's upset, rightfully so. I believe um, 10 or 12 years in the league, I can't remember. But he's been with that team forever. If he does decide to play of one or two more seasons with this team or just let his contract go out when it does go out, it will be this season, this upcoming season will be his first year without Terry Stotts, his former head coach, who signed back in 2008-2009 with the team with a young Damian Lillard. This will be his first season with Chauncey Billups if he does decide to stay. Same with CJ McCollum and whatnot. But there's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of heat being flared up. And Portland could be losing their main franchise star, who has tried to do everything in his power to take him to the Puffs, to rise on next occasion. But besides C.J. McCollum and Lamarcus Aldridge throughout the years, who else do you have? And if those guys can't work, then what can? Even Melo hasn't worked out. And I know he's not what he used to be with the Knicks, with the Nuggets, right? But still... He was returning. He was still putting up good points. But even the postseason against the Nuggets, just something was not right. And after that game six when Terry Stotts was fired, it just went down to more turmoil and to more hazardous water. But that is the breaking news. That's the controversy surrounding the Blazers right now. I, I don't know what to make of it. My feeling is, my personal feeling on it is that Damian Lord's gone. I say that he's going to be gone, if not this season, next season. Unless Chauncey Billups convinces him otherwise, say, you know what? First season, this is my rookie season. Give me a shot. And if it doesn't work out, we can talk about this later. I don't know. I think Damian Lord's gone. I think Damian Lord wants to win a championship, obviously, without question. Because as every uh, player's hunger and motive to try to win something out of their career, right? And Damian Lord's too good to have his talent not be set on a championship. And this would raise many eyebrows if he says, 
I want to trade. This is over. Thank you, Portland, for all you've done for me. We've exchanged good memories, but it's time for me to go. I've given all I got this season. My entire career, I just want to be traded. Bring me to Team X if you can. What that team will be, we don't know. Speculation still surrounding Kawhi Leonard. Damian Lillard, if he forces out for the Lakers. People are trying to recruit him to the Lakers. People are like, well, imagine LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi or Damian and whoever else they have on our roster. That would be scary. That would be something impressive. That would be a unique championship team. One that may be able to win. One that may be able to take it all the way to win the 2022 NBA Finals or something like that. That's just the gist of it. That's just the speculation, prediction, right? None of that's foreseen right now, but you never know. <sighs> so, stress. Stress beginning, everybody. Yeah, stress has been causing me a lot of problems. And it starts with the Phoenix Suns. Hey, we're free and one. Yay. Um, I'm like emotionally drained. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm like emotionally drained because last game, even though we won, killed me. Like, legit killed me. I'm not even kidding because Paul jo- I'm, I'm sorry, Chris Paul and Devin Booker did not play well last game. But the team that helped them, the teammate that helped them the most was DeAndre Ayton. It was so frustrating. Noah would make a shot. Uh, maybe you need to have one of those games that are just down and dirty, not high scoring. But the Suns were originally winning by at least 15 at one point. But then they weren't shooting as bad. I wasn't shooting better than the Clippers, just barely in the first half. Second half, the Clippers turned it on. They're going back and forth. Suns really never lost that lead. They kept good control. Chris Paul hit some good-looking shots. He rarely does that. Devin Booker could not find any good rhythm with or without the face mask on to protect the broken nose, which we know that was broken in three different uh, spots by Patrick Beverly inadvertently. But it, it was bad. At one point, the the Clippers in the third quarter scored us out 30-19, just like in their game free victory against us. We, it was bad. It, it was it was really bad because, put in perspective, we weren't shooting well. If it was not for DeAndre Ayn, I would seriously consider anybody the possibility of saying the Clippers could have won that game if not for DeAndre Ayn, who had 22 boards and 19 points. And it's not like I'm putting the, uh, putting the team down. They played gritty. They played tough. But Paul George, I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker combined for 14 of 44. A little bit better from last game. But last game, they combined for like 10 of 40 something. They just slightly improved and they can't have that. Not in 38 minutes. Uh, Aiden scored 19 points. He was 8 of, eight of 14. 
22 boards in 41 minutes. Like, no one was able to go, but somehow, the thing that stood out to me the most was defense because both teams were lacking offensively. But Patrick Beverly played a superb defense, and so did DeAndre Ayn. DeAndre Ayn, these, this, these, uh, this series and these past series, have been playing like the number one overall pick from the 2018 NBA draft when the Suns drafted him number one. That is crazy how much he has flipped a switch on. Um, he's cocky, arrogant, um, don't know if we were able to use him. We should draft a look at the now saying he's a monster. Like you should see him. He's he's turning into his being of whoa. After three years, we're finally getting something out of him. He's making huge plays, put back dunks, hustling, getting rebounds, getting those um rebounds, doing the gritty gutty work that no one wants to be doing, putting up good shots, getting teammates involved. When he can, finding the open man when there's nothing for him. And he's just selfless now to the point where every time he gets a double-double, he's not cheering, but it's like, my teammates helped me, especially on the Valley Oop. If it was not for him, we would have lost game two. Game three was just a tire blowout for us. It silenced us. So for us to win game four, not great, but good. Amazingly, on defense, because if we didn't play well on defense, we were going to be smoked and whipped to every corner and every inch of that court. But let me just pull up the team stats. Ready? The Suns went 36% from the field. Uh, Clippers, 32.5%. Oh, boy, free, uh, free pointers. 20%. Uh, Clippers, 16%. Free throws, um, 85%. Clippers, 65%. Rebounds as a whole, um, 51 Suns to 51. I mean, 59 Suns, 51 Clippers. Assist, 16 Suns. Clippers, 13. Right. Um, steals are tied. Blocks, we were just monsters on the blocks. Eight to two, Suns won that. Right, we had two more turnovers than them. They had two more points than us, though, um, on points off of turnovers. They had one more fast break point than us. We scored more in the paint, but we had more fouls. And we were teed up twice. Our largest lead was 16. The Clippers never had a lead, so we always managed to keep it in front. But it might have been boring just hearing me say those numbers, but those are some ugly numbers. Our backcourt did not play well. Our frontcourt did, but not our backcourt. Because Devin Booker and Chris Paul, Chris Paul especially should not be playing that way. But I'm going to give Chris Paul a pass. Here's why. He was out for 10 days. Uh, with rest and COVID, right? He came back in game three, shot ugly. But I think he's just trying to work his body back into it. Not playing games, being regularly out due to COVID. Whether he had symptoms or not, that's going to take a toll. Fatigue's going to take a toll on you, right? But at least now, like yesterday, I don't know whether he did or didn't, but it could have been 
getting reps. They could have been doing full court games, getting conditioning back up, trying to ease everyone back into it because everyone knew that if shots were not hitting, we just had to keep it going because originally it looked like we weren't going to be stopped. Like this was like the game four against the Nuggets, right? In series number two, the Suns had. However, in the second half, we just switched. And if our defense failed like that, we were going to be hosed to the everlasting minute that that game could have went on because it, we, we were up by 15, 10, 9, 8. It got so bad to where it was like two points, one point. And Paul George is the biggest choke jog of them all because when he needs to hit some free throws in clutch time, we normally look for Kawhi Leonard, but Paul George, back-to-back games, these past three games, has been a trifecta of missing free throws in the clutch, either going 0 for 2 or 1 for 2. And in those huge situations, you should not be, should not be missing out on those opportunities because those are key game changers, like in game 2. You miss two free throws. The value comes up. You lost the game because you squandered and you can't actually play clutch because you're never clutching your career. The only thing you're clutching is a lot of other guys being clutch like Damian Lillard, Kobe Bryant shooting over you from half court from the three-point line, right? The last um, game free, free throws, he was shooting much better for free throws, but he wasn't in a clutch situation, right? The Clippers demolished humiliated, embarrassed, struck down the being Suns team in the first and second half, right? But Paul George, Paul George tossed his team many free throws. That team couldn't shoot for its life from the free throw line. I'm, I'm pulling up the stats. He was 12 of 18, from the free front, and you may be like, it's only six free throws. Okay, six points they missed. But let me explain this to you. The Sun, um, the Sun could have lost their lead many times. The Clippers could have gained that lead many times. And it came down on free throws in the final minute. It's where we were game two. And it's now a series because, the, yes, the Clippers did their job of winning. At home once out of two games, but when it comes down to a pair of free throws, when it comes down to shots, when it comes down to perfectly executed defense, they did not rise to the occasion. Ty Lue's never going to mistake Kawhi Leonard for Paul George. Paul George for Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard would have hit that because he's been there, done that. He's been in more crunch time, clutch time situations where a team needed him, where they had to count on him, where it was with the Spurs, Raptors, or now. But the only pre- reason why it's not that way is because he's injured. But truth be told, now since we know that, even if Kawhi Leonard did come back, we would just be fouling Paul George because Paul George can't make a simple, no-contested con- no shot known as a free throw. And as a... Veteran as the one the team leaders, as a dominator as as many like to call him, as many like to see him as, you gotta hit free throws. Free throws are something you need to hit. Even Steve Ballmer 
the um, owner of the Clippers, was was losing his mind. He just couldn't believe it. No one could believe it. We saw it was a fluke when he missed it in game two. We saw it was a fluke. But now it's turning out that the man can never hit free throws. And if you're and if you're the Clippers, I would be scared to death. Why? It's because you can't trust. Just can't trust this team with Paul George. Because funny thing, last game, game three, he went six to seven from the free throw line. But that wasn't clutch. He blew the team out 106 to 92. Against the Suns, right? They got that win, part win. Um, it was a fatality that could have ended bad, right? It was something that was fatal, something that was dangerous if they would have lost that game. That's why they need to step up. But let me tell you this. When looking at the stats and whatnot, it wasn't Paul George. Paul, you're sure Paul George is 27, but it's easy to score when you beat a team. But Reggie Jackson, Zubak, and Mann was really hitting those shots. You can say what you want by score by stat sheet. But majority of those points came in when the Bean Suns were struck down with lightning from this Clippers team. When they got cut off, it, it was just bad because no one played well in game three besides Ain. And if I'm the Suns, if I'm the Suns, you have to say, look, Booker. I know you broke your nose. Gotta be more consistent. Look, Paul, you gotta be more consistent. I get it. You're coming off all this rest and COVID, but please, this is huge. Even when Devin Booker was okay, 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 without the face mask, he still couldn't hit shots. I don't know. Like, even simple drive ones. Now, Devin Booker did hit a clutch shot within a minute, within the last few minutes of the game. They will rise to the cage when needed. But Chris Paul missed two easy shots to seal the game. Chris Paul missed a free throw to seal the game. But St. Gunners for the Suns, they were up by one, so they just kept, that's my Williams um, playing, just kept fouling the team, let them go up. But then they're still um, up, right? So it's like, it's like one of those things. It benefited the Suns in that moment. It's like, okay, just foul them, foul them, foul them, Because my Williams, that Sun team knew that the Clippers were going to foul us, especially when they couldn't hit shots. Because they were hoping one of us was going to choke. But if I'm that Suns team, I'd be like, okay. We're going to be playing much better. Shots are going to become more consistent. If Devin Booker and Chris Paul cannot play well, Chris Paul, everybody, campaign, who came off ankle injury, but was playing right, but was playing good, right? I need point guards, power forwards, forwards, centers. I don't care. Just defeat it to DeAndre Aiden. Because if he shouldn't consistently, I need, every, I need Jay Crowder to step up. I need Mikel Bridges to step up, Cam Johnson to step up, Payne to step up. I need everyone on that bench, um, everyone on that team, just to step it up. That's what Martin Williams needs to set as a tone. That's what each player needs to set as a tone, as a responsibility, as a mentality, and just, just going in there and playing explosive 
bringing that physicality, bringing that aggressiveness, bringing that mental game that Chris Paul does, bringing the be legendary mini Mamba in Devin Booker. They've been there, done that. They've been to LA, done that. And they're one game away from dethroning the second uh, Los Angeles team from being in the post. They did it to Saro Braun's team in six games. And they did it to the Nuggets in four. Now they have a chance to do this in five. In five. We're one game away from the NBA Finals. This is the most electrifying game they'll be playing all series, all postseason. Why? The Suns have now never won, never once, not even a chance, not even as Jordan, 1993, won an NBA Finals, never won a championship in their franchise history. That's, that's insane. And that's insane. That's something you have to, that's something you have to look at. Like, wow, we're five games away from lifting the trophy. Everybody's been destined for. We're the team that has not been in the play since a decade. We were the team four years ago, three years ago, that was a laughing stock of the NBA to say, oh, sons, okay, another tro- uh, atrocious night, another bad season. This was the team where they had speculation on what they were going to do with Devin Booker. That's Eric Bledsoe left because we were that bad. That's why we went to Milwaukee. We had players like Tyson Chandler making headlines because we were playing so bad. Devin Booker was playing on career nights, and we were still playing bad. We had Tyre Uless, Uless, or however you pronounce his last name, on our team as a midget, and we were still playing bad. We were considered the top five worst teams in the NBA post-Nash. And it's Amari Stoudemire. How apropos, we come back and we're stronger than ever. How funny is it that we're beating the Clippers, formerly Lob City with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, for Chris Paul to beat his former team where he started out after the Pelicans. Anybody remember that? This is all coming down. And we're getting fans, we're getting people back, tuning back into these games. Six point something million are turning and tuning into these other games. If we make it to NBA Finals, we ha- you guys have to tune in because the Phoenix Suns, despite all of the NBA's flaws, their ideologies, their political mindset, and how they want to just ruin sports for everyone. It does not matter. The Suns and a basketball fan, a sports fan, it all comes down to this game to be in the NBA Finals. That's significant. That's grand. That's heaven for this team. And you can't let that slip. You're up free to one, capitalize it, send another sorry LA team home, and let's get it. Let's go face either the Bucks or the Hawks. And I'm not kidding. I'm pumped up. I don't care if this sends me even to more stress because we can have a huge lead. Doesn't matter. We can lose the lead. Doesn't matter. We just got to keep the grip on the game. We have to keep our hands on their throat and squeeze every ounce of life out of them to win a game to say 
We won a Western Conference Final. We're going to the NBA Finals. Chris Paul's getting his dream of winning a championship, but we're not there yet. I'm not going to fantasize that moment yet because I don't want to. I want to fantasize us winning this game tonight because it comes down to this game tonight, Monday, July 20th, 6 p.m. at Phoenix on ESPN. This is going to be awesome. I want everybody to enjoy this moment because you never know what can happen. But we worked so hard for this moment and it cannot be squandered tonight because you just never know what could happen. Okay. Okay, um, that that that's all I have on the Phoenix Clippers game, right? L.A. Phoenix Talking Sick Resort, ESPN. Know where to find it. Look it up. This is going to be a highly anticipated game. The only game tonight till Milwaukee, Atlanta tomorrow, and we could be having tons more break tomorrow. Uh, come tomorrow with a break because Milwaukee and uh, Atlanta, I think it's only game four now. Starting tomorrow, right? Okay. Let us move away from the Suns Clippers because I've talked about everything there. I've discussed everything I brought breaking news about them. Uh, campaign to go. That's as far as I know. But this is where we're at. That's, th- this is going to be amazing. I'm going to be tuning into the game. I got to be there for the game and I cannot... I just cannot wait. But that was Suns Clippers. Let's move on to Bucks Hawks. The final topic of today. Um. Oh, and if you guys haven't already noticed, I meant to bring out my prediction. Guys, didn't notice. I'm taking the Suns and five. I'm taking the Suns. Yep, it's gonna be one of those great, great um days um that might actually get my prediction to come true i'm always gonna wrap the sun so yeah that's my prediction sun to five so bucks hawks man oh man what a game yesterday what a game so the hawks won it 116 113 game one in milwaukee Game two was an utter blowout in Milwaukee where the Bucks won it 125 to 91. The 91. It may not seem as bad, but that was a huge blowout. In the first half, it was nothing. I'm going to try to pull up the box score because that was so crushing defeat for any team. And the Bucks pushed it hard down their throat. They stomped like a mud hole into the ground to that court. Just stomped the hole right for that court saying, we've been here. This is where we're at. That's how we're going out in Milwaukee on our terms. Tied is one apiece. But it was a close game in the first quarter, 34 to 28, right? But then the second quarter, it was 43 to 17. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm checking this right there. Yeah, their largest lead from Milwaukee was 41. Atlanta never had the lead. Um, they were so dominant in the paint that they went 62 points in paint to Atlanta's 30. They shot 52% from the field, 36% from the free point line, 62% from 
uh, free throw, had more rebounds by 13, more assists by 16, more steals by, um, oh, what would that be, 6, yeah, 6, um, less turnovers, more fast break points, less fouls, a larger lead to them by considerable amounts, right, that was just game 2, they blew them out, that was a soul crusher for them, in game two, Trey Young went six to sixteen, only fifteen points. John Collins, uh, five nine, not bad, eleven points. Kevin Herter was three of ten. Bogdanovich was fifty percent, three of six. Right, Capella one of five, two points and eight rebounds. Really off night for him for the boards, especially. Was not even nearly close of getting double digits in any of his categories, but. But let me say this, Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, they all packed a punch. Giannis had 25 on 11 of 18. Holiday was 9 of 14 on 22. Middleton, 6 of 13, 4 of 15 uh, points. They said they just stopped the mud holding them. But it really came down again yesterday night, Sunday night. Bucks won back-to-back games. First time coming into Atlanta, right? Bucks won last night, two to one, in a highly anticipated game. Again, right? Only game on, but everybody can feel the tension because, like, oh, the Hawks are in Atlanta, they're gonna win. But they're not putting pushback. Like, no, this is the Bucks. Everybody's underestimating this team and whatnot, and just making fun of them when they shouldn't. And it came down to the final minute. Final few minutes where the Bucks and Hawks are up, uh, we're going back and forth. Hawks are up by five, but then the pedal was pushed to the metal when all you saw was just the Bucks driving, 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 driving. You just couldn't stop them. The Bucks scored 30 points to Hawks, 17 points in the fourth quarter. That's insane. But it looked like a win for the Hawks. Turned out not to be. Both Trey Young and everyone else played well. But Middleton scored 38. Giannis scored 33. Portis, Bobby Portis scored 15. Lopez scored 10. Hold had 12 assists, right? Young, Trey Young had 35. Collins had 13. Capella with 11 and 8. Herder with 11, right? Gallinari with 18. Man, oh man. It's, it's crazy when you think about it. Everyone, everyone had good, great, and decent games. Like you just tell, but the Bucks just ripped it away. And if I'm the Bucks, you have to win game four, right? Is it going to be game four? Yeah, it's going to be game four against. The Hawks in Atlanta to say, we're going to free one. We're going to the NBA Finals. No more pushover. No more pushback. We are the real deal. Hawks need some more time, right? The Hawks are getting super lucky right now, right? Because you have an interim, hopefully turned head coach, named Millen, in our young core that, have not, that was not expecting this much push into the postseason. Especially when they were 14 and 20. Into the postseason, ending forty-one to thirty-one. 
and just grinding and battling, battling their way through. But if I'm the Bucks, I gotta keep this up because even if I, even if they win, or I mean, even if they lose Game Four, you still gotta go back to Milwaukee. So even if you give a game to Atlanta in Atlanta, I want to matter about that because the Hawks are gonna give you everything you got. Trey Young's going to try to find that consistency. Herder's going to keep showing up at times. Bogdanovich's going to hit those frees. Capella's going to be a defensive monster, maniac, whatever you want to call him, right? So, Tuesdays, when you're looking down TNT and you're like, what can they do? Like, what can we do? Because Giannis is not going to go down without a fight. Young is not going to go down without a fight. And just by looking at the box scores, looking at everything, you say Bucks, but I'm never going to count the Hawks because even Milwaukee, they won a game Milwaukee. It's not like we're shooting down the barrel of, look, the Hawks are down free nothing. Like, what can we do? Look, it's only 2-1, but if I'm the Hawks, you have to win game four. You can't go down 3-1 to this Bucks team because the Bucks will fall right in the place of going to the NBA Finals. The Hawks just need to win it. That's what they need to do. And I know that's easier said than done. I will give that to anyone 100% of the time who says, well, that's the boldest, most idiotic moves, uh, thing to ever say, right? Because any you can say, well, that team needs to win, but are they going to win? And I don't know. I don't know. It depends. But today's only Monday, but that game's tomorrow. I'm shocked that the Hawks lost at home. Surprisingly, I don't believe the Bucks are a good team as everybody thinks they are. But for the NBA Finals, Suns, Hawks may not pull the greatest. You might need the Bucks. But I'm gonna talk about that more and more as we get close to that, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explode on that topic now because that's a heavy topic. Because there's a lot of controversy with these refs, with the league officials, with everyone consuming the NBA saying Look, there's some controversy going on. No, I don't think I think they were where I had Lakers, Bucks, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, anyone, right? But I rather have the Suns in the NBA Finals than the Nuggets, than the Trailblazers, than anyone, right? But Trey Young is gonna go off for a great game in Game Four. They just gotta set the court better, space it. Their front backcourt's gotta play better. Defense got to be a little more crisp, especially when Giannis throwing and he's driving down that lane. Or when Middleton's able to get some shots full. Or even when P.G. Tucker's able to play great defense and see how he can affect the team defensively. Not offensively because no one ever gives him the ball besides one missed shot he had. Because he only had a point. It's not P.G. Tucker. It's not P.G. Tucker's role. The Houston Rockets used him as a center when they're playing small ball. And somehow that worked. Look. That's where we're at now. But, but that's all I got. Truly. I can't talk about anything else. I'll actually need to see one of those games. I'll need to see more reports. But I'm going to talk about that more tomorrow morning, right? Because I'll get better information on the situation. And I just want to see where they're at after today. Seeing what else I can dig up. Just saying, you know what? Most of my memory box or research can I say to say, well... This is where we're at, and this is how the Hawks can win. But I just wanted to glance over that, the Hawks-Bucks. I'm not too worried about that series. 
We know the Suns are going to go to the NBA Finals at one point. A team's never blown a free to one lead in the Western Conference Finals. You can always say it's their first for everything, but not since my Suns were in the final, uh, Conference Finals. But yeah, this is going to be a fun night. This is going to be a fun night tonight. Stressful night, an impactful night, night a uh, refy kind of night. Meaning the refs are going to be involved. I wouldn't be surprised if Booker gets thrown out tonight. I'm not surprised if anybody gets thrown out tonight as he did last game due to foul trouble. But both these teams are going to give their all. But game three was the Clippers' punch. The Clippers are not going to give another punch. It is over, and I am proclaiming that. I'm like demanding that, commanding that. Whatever ending I can put to that, I'm doing it now. That's all I got. That's the podcast. That's the podcast episode for today. We got all the postseason. Remember, the draft is coming up July 23rd. We're already talking about the Cavs, what they're going to be doing, different teams like that. It's inching closer, closer. We'll keep talking about it when we get more information. But that is that. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back here same time, hoping that's at 8 a.m., We'll break it all down. We'll get it here when we can on all the stream platforms across SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, uh, all of ones, Daily Motion, Rumble, and everything else. We have it all. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, sometime in the morning, but we'll be here in the morning. Oh, boy. This is going to be a big one. We can't wait to break it down tomorrow. Thank you for listening.